0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Hypnotic Gold for uh, G- Hypnotic Gold members' only audio moment. This is Dr. Joe Vitali of MrFire.com, and I want to start by asking you a question. What's the difference between wealth and money? What's the difference between wealth and money? Think about that for a minute. Then I want to ask the question, what is the secret to attracting great wealth? Oh, you've heard about attracting this and attracting that and attracting money and attracting some things, but what is the secret, the great secret, to attracting great wealth? And what are the eight wealth profiles and which one do you fit into? Those are some of the things we're going to be talking about with this very exciting, very exclusive, hypnotic gold interview with my guest who's actually in London. With ten inches of snow on the ground right now, who's called in to do this as a favor to me and to you? And before I introduce him, let me just make sure he's on the line. Bruce, are you there?
1: I'm here, Joe. It's all right, to
0: all right. Hang there for a second while I uh, build you up really good. Originally from South Africa, Bruce Music is an internationally acclaimed speaker, author, and an expert on how to use the human mind to achieve success effortlessly. His philosophy blends leading-edge physics with practical spirituality, providing real-world success for his students around the globe. Bruce is passionate about living an adventurous life. If he's not riding his motorcycle through India or wind, surf- wind surfacing in the Caribbean, you'll find him teaching others how to achieve their own dream life, too. In 2008, Bruce was awarded runner-up in the prestigious XL Results Foundation's Extraordinary Lives Award, an award given to an exceptional entrepreneur who has been an inspiration to others and who has contributed back to society in a meaningful way. He now lives in London with his wife. And he's got a website that we'll be talking about a little bit later, and he's got a free gift on there that I'll tell you about a little later. The website is at www.designer-life.com. That's designer with a dash, not the word dash, life.com, and I'll give it to you again a little later. I'm excited because I only recently met Bruce. He was a last-minute addition to the Attract Wealth Seminar that I did fairly recently in uh, Austin, Texas. And I immediately love this guy. His energy is off the charts. His enthusiasm is there. His passion is there. And he's deeply wise when it comes to wealth and money. When he spoke, he told everybody the difference between wealth and money, and they were in awe. People were writing it down. I've been quoting it. I've been on radio shows and telling people, what's the difference between wealth and money? And then I'll give them the definition Bruce gave me. So i got the guy on the phone who gave me that definition, who can answer the question, what's the difference between wealth and money, what is the secret to attracting great wealth, what are the eight wealth profiles, and more. So, Bruce, thank you for being on this call.
1: Oh, it's an absolute pleasure, Joe. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks for having me at your seminar, and it's great to be able to speak to your inner circle, so to speak, of uh, gold members.
0: Well, that's what it is, an inner circle of, of uh, for real, it's a concrete inner circle of hypnotic gold members only. That's who's listening to this. Well, listen, if you were on an elevator, what, what is your 60-second intro? What do, If somebody's on an elevator with you and says, what do you do, Bruce? What would you tell them?
1: Well, it depends how much I want to make them laugh. Quite often, I'll tell people I'm a brainwasher, and uh, I wash people's brains I like that. clean. <laughs> <laughs> a
0: brainwasher? I hadn't used that before. All right.
1: <laughs> well, I like to think of it, uh, you know, Joe, you're the expert in, in hypnosis and understanding how the mind works, but uh, my passion has always been the human mind and, and figuring mm. out what makes me tick and, and what separates successful people from people who are still struggling to find success. And uh, I, I really went down a similar path to you in studying hypnosis and studying NLP and, and, and neuroscience and figuring out how the mind worked. And so what I do is I help people... Gain, regain control of their mind so they can start taking the actions towards getting what they want. You know, one of the things I'm a firm believer in is that um, very often uh, we know what to do to become successful. We're just not freaking doing it. And yeah. uh, the reason often is is because we've got those pesky belief systems or conditionings from uh, way back when, when we were kids, that still mm. live with us now as adults and stop us taking the actions we need to take. So... That's a bit what I do. I wash people's brains clean so they can start you know, going out there in the world and doing the things they need to do to get the results they want to get.
0: Well, I would love for you to do some brain cleaning, some brainwashing on this call. And I'd like to focus on wealth and money, if that's okay with you.
1: Pleasure. I'd love to.
0: Okay. Well, when it comes to wealth and money, you really did fry everybody when you said, what's the difference between wealth and money? And I thought well, we should probably just begin there. What is the difference Great. between wealth and money?
1: Well, this is a, uh, an answer to this question that I got from one of my mentors, a man called Roger Hamilton, who's a very successful entrepreneur in Asia. And what Roger said to me once, he said, uh, Bruce, wealth is what you have left when you've lost all your money. And it pause, that
0: the... pause, please pause. Pause. <laughs>
1: wealth pause. is what you have left when you've lost all your money.
0: That is so powerful. Wealth is what you have left when you've lost all your money. Well, what do you have left?
1: Well, let's have a look at what that is. So maybe the first thing to do is to distinguish wealth from money. And I think that the easiest way to do that would be with a, with a metaphor. Hmm. And I'd like you to imagine that money is like butterflies. And that uh, but most people go through life trying to catch butterflies. They go through life trying to make more money and they've got a butterfly net, and they go through life trying to catch the butterflies. But at the end of the day, the butterflies fly away, and they've got what they've got, and, and they have to come back the next morning. But after a while, you know, other butterfly catchers cotton on to the fact that there's, uh, there's a lot of butterflies to be caught in this particular area, and they come in with bigger nets, and very often um, outperform you, and you go home empty-handed without much money left or without many butterflies having been caught that day. Mm. And um, what ends up happening is that the butterfly catchers have to come come back every day chasing butterflies. They have to get bigger nets. They have to keep on finding new improved ways to catch their butterflies. However, wealthy people don't go around chasing butterflies, Joe. What they do is they build a garden and they attract butterflies into the garden. And what wealthy people know is that at the end of the day, if the butterflies disappear from their garden, they know they'll be back the next day because they've tended to a garden that attracts butterflies. So I'm going to uh, use the garden as the metaphor for wealth, and the butterflies as the metaphor for money. And what most people are doing is they're running through life going, I want to become a millionaire, I want to make lots of money, and they go out there chasing butterflies trying to make money without first having grown a garden or built a foundation of wealth. Mm. So I'll use that as kind of a metaphor to introduce this concept, and let's talk practically then about what wealth is. So the way uh, uh, Roger Hamilton, my mentor, defines this is that Wealth is the intangible things that are unique to you. Your wealth is your network. It's your resources. It's your skill set. And one of my favorites, it's your track record. Mm. Right? It's, these intangible, it's your mindset as well. It's the intangible things that you can't see. And when wealthy people lose all their money, they tend to find that money comes back to them over and over again. You know, They tend to make their money back again. So if you look at an example of a wealthy person... Uh, let's say in the property industry, it might be somebody like Donald Trump.
0: Yeah, Donald and, Trump would be a great example.
1: You know, he has huge resources, huge networks of financiers and deal makers and people to support him. He has a long track record and uh, a history of being successful. And in 1991, when he lost all his money, Donald Trump was uh, $900 million in personal debt and $3 billion in business debt that he owed to the mm. bank. And so in 1991, you and I were $900 million wealthier than, than Donald Trump. But by <laughs> the year 2000, Trump was back on the Forbes 400 wealthiest uh, uh, list of the f- world's 400 wealthiest men. Mm. And he managed to get back there because he, although he had lost his money, he hadn't lost his wealth. In fact, the banks that loaned him the money that he, owned 300, that he o- owed $3 billion to lent him more money to make the money back. <laughs> that That he owed them, so he 's three billion in debt, and the banks lend him more money so that uh, uh, he can make more money back because Donald Trump was wealthy, he had a network, he had a track record, he had resources, he had a a, a vision, he had all the, the things that comprise wealth so why I love this this definition of wealth so much is it really starts to point to if you want to be you know to, to make a lot of money, uh, you can chase money and you may even make some money along the way but I I can almost guarantee you're not going to keep it very long unless you've built a foundation of wealth. And if you haven't built a foundation of wealth, when you get there and and you make your money, chances are uh, uh, something's going to happen to sabotage it or you're going to be left feeling empty at the end.
0: Let let me Uh, interrupt and ask you this. What is your foundation of wealth? When you say build a foundation of wealth, And I like the metaphor of the garden and so forth. But can can you give me an example that the people listening can relate to? Because they're not going to relate to Donald Trump, even though that's a great example. And we can we can understand that yes, he has resources. But what about the guy or mom and pop with nothing, or they think they have nothing? Maybe that's the way to put it. They think they have nothing. What's the foundation of wealth, or how to build it?
1: Okay, so let's take an example. um, I tell you what. Why don't you just name an industry, Joe? Let's, Let's let's take a fictitious person, somebody who's uh, let's say they're a 40-year-old man, and they're in the what industry? You, you just tell me. So what they're,
0: they're a tax doing accountant. It.
1: They're a tax accountant. Okay, fantastic. So immediately we know they have some wealth in that they know about tax, and they know about accounting. Mm. This may not be their natural path, but let's just say that it is, hypothetically. Mm-hmm. So your wealth would be your network, your uh, skill sets, And in this case, a skill set would be tax accounting. So maybe what you'd want to do to increase your skill set would be to really start to study tax accounting more in depth, become more specialized in that area so that you become a, uh, I know nothing about tax accounting, Um, I pay somebody to do that for me, but perhaps uh, you become an accountant that deals specifically with maybe Fortune 500 companies, okay, and you spend another two years studying and building up your wealth in that area of skill set. Then you need to get a track record. So you go out there and you start working with some Fortune 500 companies until you've built up a track record and you can say, you know what, I've actually uh, um, now you know managed to audit 500 Fortune 500 companies with my with my company and we have a lot of experience saving them you know millions of dollars along the way. Then you need to build up a network. This would be another part of your uh, uh, your foundation of wealth. Um, So along the way, Mm -hmm. you would have met other people who are connected, uh, deal makers in the industry who can connect you to these Fortune 500 companies. Um, You would have obviously built up a a, a mindset. You would have built up other skills along the way. And over time, you may become the expert in tax accounting in your particular Mm. field. In fact, you might have built up this huge tax accounting firm where you've employed hundreds of other tax accountants now to come and uh, help you. And as you've grown up, so now you're pulling them up with you and helping them become wealthy and get into the industry. And here's the concept behind this is that Let's say, for example, as this now wealthy tax accountant, you've built up your network, you've built up your skill set, you've got a track record behind you, uh, you have resources, you have a company. Um, now, let's say, for example, you lose all your money, and I were to, or let's say I, I just extracted you out of your business and said, okay, I'm going to drop you in the middle of Thailand mm-hmm. with no money and no connections and no resources. Uh, you'll be able to create wealth very quickly because you've got a foundation. So you'd be able to probably go back and and call your connections back in the States and say, hey, do you know anybody in Thailand? Your skill set and your track record, you could walk into any Fortune 500 company in Thailand and go, you know what, this is what I've done for everybody back home in the States. And they're going to hire you saying, wow, if that's what you've done back home, we'd hire you again. And you'd be in work and you'd be able to recreate your company very quickly because you already had the wealth. Mm. Now here's the thing most people uh, don't see is that money – follows wealth.
0: Oh, money follows wealth.
1: Wealth doesn't follow money. Money follows wealth. So once you've built up a foundation of wealth, the money will naturally follow you. And I could say the same thing for you, Joe. You're an extremely wealthy man, and you uh, are also financially, in terms of monetary terms, uh, 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 what most people consider rich. Mm -hmm. But I could put you in any country, and you could create wealth straight away because Mm -hmm. you have a foundation of marketing, which which would be an incredible skill set. You've got a track record of being able to market on the Internet. You uh, have another skill set of hypnosis. Um, you have a mm. network of people. You're very, very well connected. And, you've, and, and you have got a track record to prove that what you do works. So you could be dropped in any country in the world without any money, and you could be making money within 24 hours. I can almost guarantee you would have made yeah. $20,000 immediately. All it would need is uh, uh, utilizing your foundation of wealth, your skill set of perhaps copywriting.
0: Wow. Does that make let, me, sense? Let, let me interrupt you again here. Because I want to, I want to take this even deeper. Um, I'm always playing not devil's advocate, but I'm on the side of the hypnotic gold members and imagining what they would ask. So I'm representing them, and so there may be somebody saying, "Yeah, that's fine for Bruce, and it's fine for Joe Vitale, and it's fine for Donald Trump," but I don't have any. I don't have the wealth of connections that they do. Okay. Can you say something to help them see their wealth foundation or to build their wealth foundation?
1: Well, the first thing I would say is that none of us started out having a wealth foundation. We weren't born mm. out of the womb, and suddenly, you know, we had all these networks and connections and skills and resources and all the people. You know, um, it it does take time, and the first thing you got to do is to make a commitment to do it. So, mm. uh, and the only reason you'd make a commitment is if you were moving towards something that was worthy of uh, uh, spending that time. So you were playing a game in your life that excited you and moved you. And so what I usually advise people is you want to make sure that whatever it is you're doing, the area that you're working in, is something that you can uh, imagine yourself spending a lot of time in because you have a passion for it. It excites you. um, It turns you on, so to speak. So the first thing to do would be to decide, what is it that you want? And uh, have you got any skills already? that can move you towards uh, what you want, where you can start building your wealth in a particular area. If not, you're going to have to actually work at it. So, you know, it might start with, I'll I'll give you an example uh, of of me starting from scratch. Okay, okay, I was a, uh, uh, um, a successful speaker, and about two years ago, I burnt out from traveling around the world speaking. I I was just living in airports. I spent seven months of the year uh, in 2006 away from my wife Mm -hmm. and I decided this had to end. I had to find another way to teach and to leverage my teachings out into the world. So I started internet marketing. Now, I knew nothing about internet marketing. I didn't have any wealth in that area whatsoever. I didn't know any connections in that area. I didn't have any skill. I didn't have any marketing skill. I had nothing. I really started from scratch. So the first thing I did was I went and decided, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to teach people over the Internet, and I found some books, and then I found mm. some teachers. Um, I read a lot of these books, and I eventually uh, found a man called Evan Pagan, who's an Internet marketing teacher, and he's become a personal friend now and a mentor, and I signed up for his mentoring program. And I studied and I studied, and I spent two years staring at my computer screen pretty much studying, but I was motivated to do it because I was fascinated by what I was learning. I was learning about marketing and copywriting. And this stuff was really e- exciting to me. Um, and then I found myself uh, uh, meeting other people at these seminars who were also into copywriting and who were also into marketing and internet marketing. And suddenly my network started to grow as I began befriending these people at, at seminars. Um, and uh, then I started offering to help these people and doing business with them. And suddenly my income started to grow as we started doing joint ventures together and uh I guess culminated in uh, I had the, the privilege in December of being asked by my mentor, Evan Pagan, to come and speak at his at his mm. seminar. In the space of only two years I was already at the point of being able to speak at his seminar because now we're gonna I stop and
0: take a and just pause and acknowledge that because you went you went in the door with nothing. Nothing. You, you nothing. did not know anything about internet marketing, you did not know anything about copywriting, you did not know anybody in either one of those fields. Nothing. Two years later you're being asked to speak on stage on those subjects.
1: Exactly. And, and that was because I had a passion to learn, Joe, and I know you mm. hear this all the time is do what you love i, I don 't really believe that do what you love and the money will come. I, I kind of often see the people doing what they love and the money doesn 't come yeah. because they don 't have the other, the other foundational things in, in place. So I, I would say that the, the three areas you really want to focus on are building a network, building a skill set, so you need to find some kind of skill set that 's unique to you or something that you 'd like to do that that you're in love with maybe you're a guitarist and you really want to be a great guitarist in a particular Mm. area find a skill set that you love and make sure that whatever area you're going into isn't totally overpopulated and oversaturated already so for example i probably wouldn't do very well if i went into you know the cell phone arena right now there's so many people (laughs) making cell phones it's kind of oversaturated nobody needs another brand of cell phones in there Mm. Um, but uh, I may do very well if I, if I went into, let's say, uh, satellite phones, a new technology, mm-hmm. and I had this passion for communications, and I was going to help uh, uh, sailors on yachts all around the world be able to communicate with their families uh, from afar through the satellites really cheaply. And I'm using this example because my father is a global traveler, and we never mm-hmm. are able to communicate with him because he's always in the middle of the ocean somewhere, and he doesn't have a satellite phone. And it's so expensive for him to get a satellite phone. So that might be a market where you could take your passion for communications if you had such a passion and, and your passion for sailing perhaps if you had such a passion and combine them to find something unique. And here's the thing is that I truly believe each one of us has a unique gift like this to find, uh, that, that when we find it and give it to the world, we'll unlock our wealth. However, hmm. most of us get so caught up in the day-to-day rat race, going round and round the hamster wheel of just surviving and staying alive, uh, uh, and watching television and buying into all the the rubbish that's fed to us down the the tube, that we never actually go out there and and explore the possibility of this happening. So, first things first, find. The, sorry, Joe.
0: Well, I want to make sure I cover those three things. You said there's three things they have to ha- do. That's
1: what I'm going to... Uh, the
0: networking is one. work. Skill well, set is I think new.
1: we should start with a skill set first. So you've got to start with uh, uh, some kind of skill set. So choose the skill set you want to go into, choose okay. the area you want to go into, and find out what skills you need, to, you need to learn, and then go and enroll in some way to learn it, whether it's reading books or whether it's mm-hmm. doing courses or whether it's finding a mentor. I certainly recommend mentoring as the fastest mm-hmm. way to to grow and learn. And I Um, agree. And as you're doing that along the way and you're building up your skill set, start building a network of people associated in your area who you could Mm -hmm. be doing business with later on. So I'm making the assumption here, Joe, that your wealth is going to come from some form of business. It's not just going to fall out of the sky. Um, You're probably going to start a business or you're going to be uh, particularly good at something and stand out and we'll talk about the wealth profiles in a moment and I'll explain... Uh, the different ways that people can create wealth. Um, but it's probably going to be in some form of form of business. So once you start uh, building your skill sets, you start looking for like-minded people. You can go to networking events. But I found you know, most of the, the network that I've built has just come from becoming friendly with people who have a common interest. We started off going, oh, wow, you're also a geek about copywriting. And we'll sit down and we'll <laughs> read each other's copy. And um, a fast way to build a network is to give before you even expect to receive. In fact, give without even expecting to receive. And, and here's how what I found really works well. Um, when I was building myself up in the, in the internet marketing uh, arena and learning internet marketing and copywriting, I'd identified a few key people that I really wanted to have uh, as friends or as mentors or on my team or as business partners. And what I did is I set out with an intention of Going to help these people become more wealthy and achieve their goals without expecting anything in return. So I, I, let's say, for example, Evan Pagan, my internet marketing teacher, who's, who's now a friend and a mentor. Mm-hmm. Evan, uh, I knew was very interested in uh, in Werner Earhart. When Earhart was one of the, the mm-hmm. one of my mentors, who I had the great fortune of working with for two years, and uh, you and I, Joe, spoke at length at this over dinner. Oh, I'm a big fan. A big I just fan. released
0: the book of Est and would encourage right. everybody to get it at mm. But say, say more, yes.
1: So I, I knew that Eben was also a great fan of, of, of Werner. So mm. I went to, to uh, Eben and I said, look, I know you're uh, a big fan of Werner. I have some recordings. Uh, in fact, I gave you these recordings as well, Joe. Oh, yeah. Um, I, and I said to him, look, I've got some recordings. Would you be interested in, uh, in having them? I gave them to him as a gift. And he was so blown away. It immediately caught his attention, and he came and he thanked me, and he said, "You know what, Bruce? From now on, you can come to any of my internet marketing seminars for free, because you know I just want to have you around, because you're you know you're clearly here to give, not to take."
0: But and, let me pause well, there for a second, Bruce, because that, that is such an important element. I just released a book; I, I think you know about it, called "Give to Live," mm. that Dr. Rick Barrett and I released, because giving is so powerful, and people can have that book at I think it's www.givetolivebook.com, Com. You can go and download it. But I want to point out how powerful this is. You gave without expecting anything in return, and you had a life-changing friendship formed because of it. I've had the same thing happen to me. Uh, The word is out that I like to have cigars, especially ones made from an island off of Miami. And a guy heard that, and he arranged for me to get these cigars, and he's done it so many times. We've become such close friends that I'm gifting him one of my Rolls-Royce Mastermind Evenings which is an evening where people pay $5,000 to ride around in my 2008 Rolls-Royce Phantom and we brainstorm on their behalf. I'm giving it to him. I'm giving it to him because he gave, and he gave without expectation of any return. He never Mm. thought he'd get a mastermind. That was never in his mind. Mm. I'm giving because of that. I'm just trying to stress how important the very principle is that you are talking about. And you did this with the the Werner Erhard recordings that you passed to me, and you also passed to uh, this fellow.
1: Exactly. And I think the key here, uh, uh, Joe, is to, uh, if you can give, and this sounds awful, giving strategically. I don't, I don't mean it like this. <laughs> I mean, That's what, a catchy what, phrase,
0: though. giving it strategically. Really strategic <laughs> giving. <I can, laughs>
1: you yeah. should go find the URL.com. <laughs> well, you know,
0: P.T. Barnum said he believed in profitable philanthropy. And so wow. I I think there is something to the giving strategically profitable philanthropy having an Social eye towards this. I I use the phrase karmic marketing. You give knowing that you'll receive somehow down the road, but I think that the punchline here or the thing to understand is that you're not giving to expect return from the person place or thing you gave it to. You're giving to give knowing it helps put you in the flow of life.
1: Totally and 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 I'm I'm totally with you there. And I think uh, what, what I wanted to kind of point out yeah. there with strategic giving was, you know, go and, if there's people you want to meet, go and do some research. Um, mm. I'm actually doing a – creating a product right now called the Touching the Untouchables, which is all about how to mm. get hold of uh, kind of people who are in the limelight who are usually very ha- hard to get hold of. Oh. And uh, one of the things I teach in there is uh, go find – you know, log into people's Facebook profiles. Phone up their secretaries and, and say you want to – buy them a gift and find out what, ask their secretary, what is it they would like? What are their hobbies? What are they interested in? And then what I usually do is I go to my wife because I'm not so great at, at, at choosing gifts and I ask my wife, you know, you know this person's interested in this. What, what do you think I could get them? And I go spend some time <laughs> doing some research and, uh, and really think about the gift. And I learned this again from, uh, from Werner Erhardt. And I remember you and I were talking about this over dinner, but Werner would keep a, a file of all the people that he had met and their birthdays and their interests, and uh, one of our jobs working for him, well, this is my wife's job, was to choose gifts for his friends, mm. and he spent a lot of time researching and choosing thoughtful gifts for his friends, and of course, when his friends received these gifts, they immediately could see how much thought had gone into it, and, you know, we all know what that's like when somebody gives you a gift that you really, is a thoughtful gift, it, yeah. it's just, you know, it moves, it moves you, and, and then I would just offer this gift to this person with, as, you know, as, as a expecting nothing in return just really you know i was thinking of you i thought you might like this here's a gift and if you can get that person on your team eventually as a friend or as you know even just to have lunch with somebody out of a gift would be wonderful but expecting nothing in return the minute you expect something in return people smell a bribe and it's no longer a gift it's a bribe and you can't fake this you've got to be able to authentically give just for the love of giving um totally
0: agree totally agree with that
1: that's number two, a little bit about building your network and, and mm-hmm. a way to start to start with that.
0: And what was number um, three?
1: And we'll talk more about building a network next when we talk about the wealth dynamics. Mm-hmm. And number three is, is starting to um, build up some resources. Now, oh. resources is a very vague word, so let me kind of define what resources could be. And it will be different for you depending on uh, what industry you're in. But it might be um, for example, your resources might be a team of people, uh, of outsourcers. Like I'm in the internet marketing game now, so I have a uh, resources. I have a graphic designer that I use over and over again. It's really, really fantastic. Um, I have a, um, a, a copywriter who I... Uh, used to read my copy and check my copy for me, mm-hmm. It's fantastic. So I have now now resources. This is different. Uh, it's kind of similar to to network here what I'm talking about. But you could also be financiers. This could be, you know, a resource could be a relationship with your bank manager, so that when you need 50 grand, you can phone him up and say, "Listen, my business is expanding. We need 50 grand." And it'll be different in in every arena. You know, uh, if you're a musician, maybe a resource would be. Um, a sponsorship uh, an endorsement from a guitar strings company that's going to give you free guitar strings yeah. um, but you, you need to build up your resources the things that you need to move you forward in your area and every business will have different sets of resources along the way I and mean, you will know that based on what your your business is mm-hmm. so that's just a little bit touching on okay. that and if, okay. if I have any more thoughts on that I'll, uh, I'll, I'll dive well, in later good. on so, but
0: it's networking, it's networking, it's the people you meet it's the skill sets which you can develop, and it's your resources.
1: And, and, and then the one, the intangible one, uh, yeah. well, it's not intangible, actually. It's, uh, uh, it's probably the most important one, actually, is mm. your track record. Um, and that only happens through going out there and doing, doing, doing. And, you know, so, for example, as a speaker, um, I didn't have a track record when I started out. And I needed a track record fast. I, I had a, felt a burning desire that I had this, this message to, to share with the world. So I, I had uh, no testimonials, um, I didn't have a website, but I knew mm-hmm. I wanted to speak, and so this is what I decided to do. In one week, I phoned up all my friends, and got them to phone up all their friends, and tell them that I was going to put on a free seminar um, about the law of attraction. This was probably five or six years ago, before the the secret was released, and the law mm-hmm. of attraction was the, 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 the big uh, thing, and... Um, So I got uh, uh, the first seminar. I think I had 30 people in a a friend of mine's lounge. And I led a three-hour seminar to them and that was my first seminar of my own that I'd ever led, and I got everyone at the end to give me feedback, so they filled in feedback forms, and I also got them to write me a testimonial if they wanted to, (laughs) and then uh, the next night I did another one, and then the following night I did another one, and by the end of the week I'd done four of these, and I'd uh, led uh, four seminars to 120 people, and I had 120 testimonials and 120 feedback forms, well, suddenly, I had just created a track record. It wasn't the greatest track record, but it was the beginnings of one. So when I went out to go and charge for my seminars, mm. I went and I said, you know, come look at my website. I built a, a website, or had it built for me, and, and I put uh, these 120 testimonials up there on the website, and suddenly it looked like, man, this guy's got a track record. He's got 120 people out there saying that, you know, he, he, he speaks well, and he knows what he's talking about, and he made a difference. And I got my first mm. gig, and in my first gig, I think I had ten people in my first weekend seminar um, paying me £100 each in the U.K., so it was my first £1,000, and I was thrilled. I, I was just so I can
0: imagine.
1: <laughs> I was like, "Woohoo!" Very, Why very wise, give give and, and anybody money. can
0: model that. My goodness, Bruce, I can talk to you about all this stuff for weeks. You are – well, <laughs> This is so amazing. I want to remind everybody that I'm talking to Bruce Music, and his website is www.designer-life.com. And he's going to give a free gift to everybody at the end of the call, so keep listening to this. And I, I have so many questions for you, Bruce, but one of them is, um, what is the secret to attracting great wealth? What, what in a nutshell is the secret to attracting great wealth?
1: Okay, great. So what I believe is the secret to attracting great wealth is to find your flow. Mm. Now, let's talk a little bit about what flow is. And uh, I've actually, right in front of me, I've got uh, Mihaly... I don't know how to pronounce his name. you read the book called Flow, Joe?
0: Oh, I I know who you're talking about. It's with
1: a very long name. Mihaly, I I, I couldn't even attempt to spell it, but if you go to Amazon.com and buy the book Flow, you'll you'll find out more about it. But um, flow is a concept that's... uh, is, is a very Zen-like concept. It's about finding your natural path. And if you use a river as a metaphor, when a river flows down a mountain, uh, it, it finds its path of least resistance. It, always kind of, it'll, it'll, it might not go in a straight line, it might not go in the fastest way down, but it will go in the most effortless way down. A river will never tra- travel uphill. It will always go downhill, just allowing gravity to flow it gently down into the ocean. Mm. Now, uh, wealth creation can be similar to this and uh i'll share this metaphor i shared when i was speaking at at your seminar that if you consider that most of us when we were born we were given a metaphorical canoe and we get into our canoe and we start paddling up the the river of wealth and up the river of life and we're paddling along we're paddling we're paddling after about 10 years we look at the shore and we think wow i haven't really made that much progress it only seems like i can still see where i started out this isn't really what I signed up for. Maybe I need to go and read some wealth creation books, do some seminars, get a bigger paddle so that I can paddle faster. So we go and do that and we learn and we, we get a bigger paddle and we start paddling faster and faster up the river of wealth. And all our friends are paddling with us. So we think we're think we having a great time and everybody else is doing what we're doing. And so we think this is the way that wealth is created. And every now and then we see these annoying people who seem to fly past us in the opposite direction. And they seem to make wealth creation just look annoyingly easy. And these are people who found their flow. And to continue this metaphor, we're paddling upstream, and they're paddling downstream. Mm. And the reason they make it look so easy is that for every stroke they take with their paddle, they've got the leverage of the river behind them helping them downstream. But for every stroke we're taking with our paddle paddling upstream, we're paddling against the natural flow of life. Mm. So I've gotten very kind of... uh, airy-fairy on you and metaphorical. Let's bring this down to concrete facts now and and talk about what does this mean, finding your flow or your your path of leadership. Yeah, and how do you find your flow?
0: flow. I know we're going to get to these uh, eight wealth profiles. profiles. All right, so um,
1: Roger Hamilton, again, the the man who taught me the system and and one of my wealth creation mentors, he's had a fascination for psychometric profiling, which is kind of like personality profiling, which Mm -hmm. came from the the Chinese I Ching, which is the oldest book known to man. It's a 5,000-year-old book. And he's also a serial entrepreneur and was fascinated with creating wealth. And what Roger discovered while studying psychometric profiling and uh, uh, while looking at how billionaires had created their wealth was that billionaires created their wealth in one of only eight ways. He identified eight ways Mm. that billionaires created their wealth. And these ways were linked to the the eight fundamental personality types that you'll find in Carl Jung's psychometric testing system, you find in the Myers-Briggs system. If Mm -hmm. you've ever been interviewed for a job where they've given you a personality profile, you probably would have come out as one of four or one of eight different um, archetypes Mm. of a personality. And what he discovered was that when these billionaires created wealth in the, the way that was most natural to them, their wealth just kind of skyrocketed. And when they moved out of what I'm going to call their wealth profile or their personality that's suited to, their, to creating wealth for them, they lost all their wealth. And I'll give you a metaphor again. <laughs> yeah,
0: good. I love metaphors. They're very hypnotic.
1: <laughs> so, uh, you know, think of Tiger Woods, for example. Tiger Woods' natural flow is creating, uh, is, is playing golf. Tiger is, a, is one of the world's greatest golfers, if not the greatest golfer that has ever lived and he's naturally good at that and if tiger is to continue uh, uh, playing golf chances are he will continue creating a lot of money and creating and he's building a lot of wealth along the way and and momentum in the golf world however if tiger suddenly decided that he wanted to enter the olympic swimming team i don't think tiger would ever achieve the same amount of success that uh, let's say um, michael phelps recently achieved in the olympics
0: Mm. because his
1: body just isn't naturally built for swimming It's built for golf, but for swimming, I don't think so. So he might have some success, but he's never going to really just let it loose. You know, he's always going to be paddling Mm -hmm. upstream, so to speak, in the swimming arena, whereas when he goes back to golf, it's just going to be effortless and easy for him. Now, for those of you listening on the call, I'd like you to consider that you, each one of us, and you in particular, have a unique path to wealth that's most natural for you. Mm. And uh, I could speak for hours on this, but I I don't have that amount of time. So I'm going to quickly run through the eight wealth profiles and touch on them and explain how each profile works and what their path to wealth is. And uh, for those of you listening to this call, I recommend you listen for the profile that jumps out as being the one that's uh, uh, most like you. I will warn you first, though, by saying that most people guess their profile wrong in the beginning because they, they equate what they're doing with what I'm sharing, and most people mm. aren't wealthy already, so they're not in their flow. So just, just be careful when you're listening, and, and listen for your natural tendencies. Lift your own devices. Do any of the things I'm about to share with you ring true for you. Okay. So if you want to work with me uh, on this, for those of you listening to this call... The easiest way to do it is is to to imagine it visually so grab a piece of paper and a pen and what i'm going to ask you to do is draw a square on the middle of your piece of paper and this square we're going to call the wealth dynamics square and i'm going to ask you to put four dots on each corner of the square like four little circles just draw four circles in each corner of the square and then in between each circle so in the middle of each line right in the center another four circles so you'll end up with eight dots on the outside of your square. Okay? And above the top center dot, so that's the one between the top left and the top right. So the top center one, I want you to write the word creator. So the first wealth profile we have, Joe, is called the creator profile.
0: I know that one well. Say that again. I know that one well.
1: You know that one well and I would (laughs) very much suspect you're either creator or the next one we're going to talk about. One one Mm -hmm. of the two. Now here's a little bit about creators. Richard Branson would be a creator, and so would Bill Gates, and Joe Vitale might very well be one too. Branson is a creator of businesses. Gates would be a creator of software, Vitali Vitale would be a creator of products, right, mm. um, to do with hypnosis or, or some kind of creations. And here's the path to wealth for a creator. A creator's path to wealth is through building a better product, okay, through building a better product. Creators are naturally uh, uh, head-in-the-clouds, uh, um, intuitive thinkers, feet definitely not on the ground. They're great at starting things, not so great at completing things, and uh, uh, you know, another example would be someone like maybe Thomas Edison, who's a creator of, uh, an inventor of ideas. And if they focus on creating a better product, they'll find their wealth will come effortlessly to them so i'm going to just leave it at that i could go on a lot longer i'm also Yeah we don't a we profile. don't have a whole
0: lot of time but i want to make sure we do at least hit on the eight wealth profiles and then tell them totally. how they can find out what theirs is
1: totally okay, so good. the next one is the star profile so if you write that above the top right hand uh, um, circle on the corner on the top right hand corner of your square the star the star profiles are people like Oprah Winfrey and perhaps Arnold Schwarzenegger. They're the easiest to spot because you find them in the media industry. They're always in the limelight. Mm. And the star's path to wealth is through building a better brand, okay, building a better brand. Where the creator is all about creating products, the star is all about attracting towards their brand. So think of somebody like Tiger Woods. He would be a star as well. Tiger Woods' wealth has come not only from his golf, but even more from his Nike endorsements. So he is this great star in the world of golf, and he attracts companies towards him that will endorse him, and he can promote their products. So stars often make the best salespeople. They're naturally good at selling. And if they start shining a light on other people's products, very often not their own products, other people's products, They find their wealth starts to come effortlessly to them. They're naturally extrovert. They love being in the limelight. They're always the center of attention at parties. My wife is a star. And when uh, she did her wealth dynamics test and we found out she was a star, it all made sense why Mm -hmm. at our dinner parties I can't get a word in edgeways because she's always (laughs) the center of attention. (laughs) And, And better still, I stopped making her wrong for that. I realized that that was her... That was what she was just naturally good at, and uh, it, 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 you know, it wasn't a bad thing. All right, so we're going to move on to the next one, is the supporter profile. We're moving clockwise uh, around the square now. So The supporter profile uh, builds a better team. Okay? So if you want to write down there next to the supporter team, the creator was all about building products. The star was about building brand. The supporter is about creating a team. And a supporter that will, uh, uh, is a naturally extroverted person. They're highly networked. They're usually the kind of people who love matchmaking people just for fun and connecting people. Um, Lisa, our friend Lisa. Uh, uh Lisa, yeah, um, Lisa Colton. That's right. Lisa is a classic supporter. Um, she just connects everybody through and through. And uh, when she did a wealth dynamics test, she came out as a supporter. So um, that was interesting. And uh, supporters will, will create wealth when they help a creator create wealth. So here's how this works. What a supporter's first step needs to be is to find a creator who has a good idea and who doesn't have a team of people and to go to the creator and say, listen, I would like to run your team of people. These people, supporters make the best CEOs. I'll run your company for you so you're freed up to just create and all I ask in return is a share of your, your company. So for a great example of a partnership like this was at Microsoft with Bill Gates and Steve Ballmer. Steve Ballmer was a supporter profile who ran Microsoft for Bill Gates. So Bill Gates could go off and do what he does best, which is be head in the clouds and uh, create great ideas. So they're all about teams, and they're great at managing teams. They're people's people. And uh, 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 if they focus on doing that and taking a cut of the creator's business, that's a very mm. important part. Underline that, otherwise they'll never become wealthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll, they'll create wealth. Supporters on a salary will just be broke, really. Mm. So you really want to make sure if you're a supporter profile, and you're focusing on getting a, a cut, an equity share in a business. Um, the next one down, which is in the bottom right-hand corner, is the deal maker. This is the classic Donald Trump. And these people are very good at timing deals. okay There's those two words are, are are quite important timing. Everybody in the bottom part of the square their strength is timing. Um, and uh, a deal maker will take a cut of the deal by connecting two people together. And if they're taking a cut of the deal, they'll create wealth, especially if they're working in an industry where, uh, they, they're, that they're passionate about. So Trump was obviously passionate about property. That was something that he was passionate about. But, you know, you may be passionate about vintage cars, for example. You know, Joe, I know you love cars.
0: That's right. If you're a
1: deal maker profile, you know, one way to create wealth might be you know everybody at the vintage car club, and you know the vintage car dealership. And you go to the vintage car dealership and say, "You know what? I've built some great connections at the vintage car club, and mm-hmm. I think I could sell some of your cars to the people at the vintage car club." I tell you what, um, I'll take a cut of the deal, and I want 10 percent of every car that I that I sell, and mm-hmm. uh, you pay me that cut. And then you know you go to the vintage car club and you connect people with the right car from the vintage car dealer. Mm-hmm. I, I just made that up on the spot of a
0: not very example, good though a, a deal maker.
1: <laughs> Might might work now. Mm -hmm. Deal makers who forget to take a cut of the deal won't find their wealth. And a lot Mm -hmm. of deal makers don't take a cut of the deal. They feel guilty about it. You just got to get over that and start learning how to take a cut of the deal, and you'll find wealth will start coming towards you. Especially if you're in an arena that that you're passionate about. Okay, now down to the bottom middle, um, we have the trader profile. Traders, their path to wealth is through timing trades, buying low and selling high. Traders have a great sense of timing, um, whereas creators are very much head in the clouds and have an awful sense of timing. Traders are very much ear to the ground, and uh, uh, they seem to know intuitively when the, the markets are going to shift. When, whatever this may be, it might be in the stock market, it might be in the property market. They, just, they can almost feel it, and they naturally know, and they tend to be very good at timing trades. So if you're a trader, you want to focus on getting yourself to an industry that you love where you can buy low and sell high. These people will probably uh, have those you know, classified newspapers on, on their, their uh, Sunday afternoon uh, lunch table scouring for deals, or they're on Craigslist all the time already looking for deals that they know they can sell on. They might be trading uh, in their spare time as a hobby but not doing it as a career. Um, if they start to do that as a career in an area they love, they'll find wealth comes effortlessly to them. Okay. The uh, next one along is the accumulator. We're now on the bottom left-hand side of the square. And let me just draw a few distinctions here quickly to make this a little bit more exciting. So if you were to draw a line horizontally along the middle of the square, all right, the people in the top half of the square, we're going to call intuitive thinkers. And the people in the bottom half of the square, we're going to call sensory thinkers. And the people in the middle who kind of are on both sides, the supporter and what's going to come up uh, shortly as being the Lord, they could be either or. Now, an intuitive thinker is somebody who, who uh, is very creative, they, they're conceptual, they're big picture thinkers, whereas a sensory thinker is somebody who's really down to earth, um, they like re- uh, to be pragmatic, they like to see results. Uh, creators can just kind of visualize the future and they, they're, they're the kind of the visionaries. Now if you draw a vertical line through the middle of the square, the people on the left are introverted and the people on the right
0: hmm.
1: are extroverted. So your creator, your star, your supporter, your deal maker, and your trader are extroverted with the creator and the trader who are in the middle being either or. So an example would be like Bill Gates would be an introverted creator and Branson would be an extroverted creator. Hmm. Um, So now we're looking at the introverted profiles. These are people who aren't necessarily quiet. Introvert doesn't mean that they're they're quiet. It just means they look internally for their cues. So when they're Hmm. making decisions about things, they go inside, whereas extroverts ask everybody around them. So I'm a classic extrovert. When I need to make a decision, in fact, while I was on your seminar, Joe, I was having a new logo for my business design. Uh-huh. And I, I emailed my uh, top ten best friends and got them all to look at the logo and vote on which one they liked the most. And the one mm-hmm. that came up top, I chose.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, had I
1: been an introvert, I would have just chosen um, based on what, what I, I felt was oh, I right see. for me. Okay? So we've now made the distinction. Let's look at the accumulator. So the accumulator profile, Joe, these people create wealth through collecting appreciating assets. You could think of them as hoarders. They naturally like to hoard and collect things. So in the property industry, somebody like this might be uh, 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 the property investor who buys property for the long run and uh, is not really so much interested in getting cash flow or renting the thing out, but has the patience to be able to sit with the thing for 20 years until it really increases in equity, and then he'll you know, sell them off bit by bit. They're conservative. They're risk-averse. They like numbers, and uh, they have the patience to hold on to things for a long time. And if they Mm. focus on collecting appreciating assets, underline the word appreciating, their wealth will become uh, will come to them in a way that's easy for them, that's natural for them. By, uh, uh, you know, for example, the star, that's the direct opposite to the accumulator, these people can't hang on to properties for longer than, you know, six months before they, w- they want a new house and they get bored. They just have <laughs> the patience for that kind of strategy. Mm-hmm. So you can start to see each one of these strategies is suited to a different personality type. Okay? An example of an accumulator would be someone like Warren Buffett, um, who, who's made credit as wealth-collecting insurance uh, companies. All right, we're going to move up to the Lord the second last profile we're going through. And a Lord's path to wealth is through um, cash flow, creating cash flow. Lords are very good with numbers. They're also introverted. They're not good with people. Uh, they often struggle to create relationships, but they love numbers and they love counting. They could sit behind an Excel spreadsheet all day long and do the numbers. <laughs> a classic example of this would be a landlord who, who puts tenants in his house and uh, uh, controls the cash flow. Or perhaps somebody like... Um, so owns a car rental company, maybe like uh, Avis rent a car. The, the, the Lord doesn't have to even own the cars. The bank can own the cars. The Lord just owns the cash flow. So a Lord's path to wealth is through collecting assets that produce cash flow. And they're very good like that. They're very good with the numbers. And finally, we've got the mechanic profile who's also an introvert. And these people are systems thinkers. Their strength lies in their ability to take apart systems and put them back together again not necessarily create systems from scratch, but improve existing systems. Usually a creator will outcreate create a mechanic in terms of their ability to think creatively. But a mechanic has has a, a way of being able to think uh, in, in, in systems and understand systems that most people don't. And a classic example of a, a mechanic who's done really well would be Jeff Bezos from Amazon.com, mm. who, uh, who created an incredible system that uh, puts, that other people's products flow through, or Ray Kroc from McDonald's, who created an incredible system for distributing awful hamburgers out into the world. <laughs> <laughs> but it was their system. Their wealth came from the ability to think um, in terms of systems thinking. Now, let me sum up these eight wealth profiles because we've kind of gone through all of them, and all of them are different strategy. and let me mm-hmm. tell you why this is important. Each one of us is naturally predisposed to creating wealth in one of these profiles more than any of the other. And what Roger Hamilton found was when he was studying billionaires and their personality profiles, he found that without exception, the billionaires had created wealth. When they were creating wealth, they were in their profile. And when they lost their wealth, they moved out of their profile. Now, if you don't know what your wealth profile is, you may not know which strategy to follow. And each Mm -hmm. one of these uh, eight wealth profiles has six unique steps that is unique to the profile for unlocking their wealth. And the problem mm-hmm. is, when you're going out there in the world looking at uh, wealth mm-hmm. creation advice, Joe, you know, I'm standing in front of my bookshelf right now, and I've got the e in front of me.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: uh, I can, the e is very much, by Michael Gerber, it's very much a mechanics way of looking at wealth creation. It's all about systemizing your business. Mm-hmm. Now, that's great, and your business needs to be systemized, but just not by you. If you're a star profile, you're not going to be able to uh, um, systemize mm-hmm. your business. You just want to go out there and shine brightly. Um, you're not going to want to be able to focus on systemizing your business, and you're going to feel like a failure when you can't bring yourself to do those kinds of things. Mm. So the trick here is once you know what your profile is, you'll also know who else you need to attract into your business to, f- to uh, fill in your, your blind spots or your weaknesses. But what most people do, Joe, is, is they start to do business with other people who are just like them. So, for mm. example, you know, if you and I were to start a company together and we're both creator profiles, um, I might interview you and, and, you know, I'd say, hey, Joe, what do you think of this idea? And uh, you go, wow, it's great. And we could add this to this and we could, we could do it like this. And, then, and I think, wow, Joe's this amazing guy. We're going to do such great things together. And I say, wow, let's work together. Let's sign the contract. And before I know it, what I've done is I've doubled up my strengths, but I've also doubled up on my weaknesses. Whereas Hmm. the kind of person I really want to be running my business is to have a supporter profile, perhaps somebody like Lisa Coltman who knows everybody and connect me with all the right people, Mm -hmm. or uh, somebody who's a lord in the finance department who can do the numbers. But we might be interviewing somebody to come and uh, be the CFO of our company to do the finances, and in walks a a creator or a star again, and we go, Oh, I really like you. You're just like me. But they're the totally wrong person to Hmm. do the job.
0: Well, let me interrupt you here because I know we can keep on rushing through. Okay. Where can people learn more about the wealth profiles to hone in on what their profile is and then to leverage it to make money? Is that your website? Thank you for is keeping that...
1: me on track. Yes, there is. Yeah. So this is the website you go to. It'll take you to uh, uh, Roger's website. It's www.mywealthdynamics.com. www.mywealthdynamics.com. And to take uh, Roger's Wealth Dynamics test, uh, it's, $100, it's a hundred dollars, and it's about a twenty-five minute uh, multiple choice test. Of about twenty-five different questions, and at the end, um, you'll get a twenty-nine-page report with all about your personality type, all about your wealth profile, and what to do next um, for your particular wealth profile. The six steps to creating wealth, who you need on your team, um, and uh, like that—it's—it's it's extraordinary. And yeah, well, it, sounds, I, like I, it I,
0: sounds well. It sounds like it's priceless. A hundred dollars sounds like it's disposable. That's so easy. www.mywealthdynamics Dot com, correct?
1: Got it. That's and could
0: you tell me real quick, because you've mentioned Roger Hamilton several times, can you just give me a 30 second bio on this fellow?
1: Sure. I've never heard
0: of him before except through you. I know.
1: Most people haven't heard of Roger because he's an Asian wealth creator. Um, he's, he's the big wealth creation teacher in Asia. In fact, what I recommend everybody does, if you go to YouTube and just type in Roger Hamilton on YouTube, you'll be able to hear uh, him speaking, and he, he speaks very eloquently on the subject. But hmm. um, I think he runs about 17 or 18 different companies, none of which he works in. He, he's been a serial entrepreneur, and he's, he, he studied at, I think it was Harvard, in, not Harvard, um Oh, I forget. Some university here in the U.K., actually. Okay. And he, he's just, he has a genius business mind, Joe, um, mm-hmm. and he's been very, very successful helping others uh, create wealth through this system. In fact, 70,000 people in, in Asia and Australia have already taken this test. Mm. And uh, you'll see there's a lot of information online. We, we launched Wealth Dynamics about six months ago in the States, so it's literally just arrived in the United States, and you'll probably be hearing a lot more about it soon.
0: I can't wait. Are there any other resources, are there any books written, books yes. coming out? Uh... So
1: that's what the next thing I was going to say mm-hmm. is that you really want to get hold of his book, Your Life, Your Legacy. He's written an extraordinary book. You can get it on Amazon or you can get it as an immediate download or from his website. It's called Your Life, Your Legacy. Just Google wow. it and you'll find it.
0: And this is and by Roger Hamilton?
1: By Roger Hamilton and it'll go into what I've been speaking about in far more detail than we've had time to do in this call. And, um, yeah, I wow. think you'll find it fascinating. That and the four-hour work week were my two best business books so far that I, I think I've ever read for me.
0: Oh, you like the four-hour work week?
1: Oh, but, I love Tim Ferriss' stuff. Oh, totally.
0: uh, my, my big uh, observation there is that I see him all over the place, so he's, he's promoting his book about 50 hours a week to tell me that he works four hours a <laughs> week. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he definitely well, has great it's... stuff in there. <laughs> uh, 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 so Bruce, y- you are amazing, I know that you can be speaking on this for days, and your passion is so high and fiery. I just love it and Thank I want to make you, sure to give your website out and you have some free audios or something that you want to tell us yeah, about your totally. website first is wwwdesigner w dash life l i f e dot com so what's there what's uh, what's there designer
1: life dot com there is a uh, an audio there when you sign up to my newsletter called the Science Behind Success. It's a one hour audio about uh, what quantum physics is saying about how we create our reality and and uh, what you need to know about that and how your mind works and it's just it's, it's me just delivering on autopilot on full ball for an hour some of my favorite topics and then. <laughs> I also have another website, which if you're interested in the Law of Attraction, mm-hmm. um, there's a, a free report there for you called The Top Ten Mistakes Most People Make with the Law of Attraction and What to Do About Them. And there's also another one-hour audio there called Mastering Visualization. Um, and you can get that at www.relaxandattract.com. attract. Oh, I like that.
0: Relaxandattract.com.
1: And there's some some free goodies there, and uh, yeah, you're gonna learn a lot of really really cool stuff. So if you enjoyed this, I'm sure you'll enjoy that too.
0: Oh, this has been fantastic. This is an action packed, informative packed, very inspiring, very eye opening. I'm learning more about myself as I listen to you all the time. So I've not done the the wealth profiles test yet at mywealthdynamics.com. So I'm going to find 25 minutes and 100 bucks and go to that.
1: And then it, let me know what you are, and uh, i would yeah. happily uh, spend you know some time on the phone with you and just quickly. Uh, Run you through that because it's a real it's a real profound mm. uh, awakening and you'll probably find because you've been so successful already joe you're naturally in your profile mm-hmm. but uh... uh wh- where it might be useful for you is to help uh, profile your team around you
0: oh, and position
1: them in 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 your business in a way that's most naturally suited to them
0: that's a great tip and it's a great tip for anybody that's listening who has a team Everybody on the team might go to com and have everybody profiled so that we all find out what's uh what, how we work together and do it betterly or do it better awesome. not betterly I just invented a word. Uh <laughs> Bruce, thank you so much. Do you have a takeaway point, final word, uh quote, thought, joke, anything you want to leave my hypnotic gold members with?
1: Oh, just follow your passion. I think that's the mm-hmm. the, the thing I, I would say to them have fun Life's meant to be lived and and have fun. Uh, I, I yeah, you, know, you kind of caught me off guard there. What I really wanted to say, Joe, was actually I wanted to thank you um, because uh, <laughs> you've been <laughs> you've been uh, an inspiration to me. In uh, mm. you know, with, with uh, originally I remember when I got into internet marketing, one of the first places I started off was uh, at your blog, at your Mr. Fire blog, and I remember uh. having to. To write an audio introduction for my website, and I just copied yours word for word and adjusted a few words, and that suddenly became mine for the first year of my website. Wow! Um, so well, I well you, you, know it, you know why they call
0: you know why they call us copywriters is that <laughs> we copy, <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: we copy. Anyway, I've been talking to Bruce at Music. His uh, website is designer-life.com. Please go to that, listen to your free audios over there. Several of them at that site. He also has com Be sure to go take the wealth profile at www.mywealthdynamics.com. And I'm going to go to Amazon right after this and order the book, Your Life, Your Legacy, by his mentor, Roger Hamilton. Bruce, I can't thank you enough. You have done fantastic. You you went beyond the call of duty. Everybody should be listening to this more than once, because this is a very rich, in-depth interview. So, Joe Vitale, over and out. Uh, Godspeed to all of you. See you next month.